with Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting. There was an increased law enforcement presence around all West Fork campuses yesterday in Sheffield and Rockwell. Franklin County Sheriff's Department tells Radio On The Go News that this was in response to a comment made to school staff. It's unknown at this time, but the threat was credible. Police departments from Sheffield and Rockwell, the Sheriff's Departments from Franklin and Cerro Gordo counties, and the Iowa State Patrol worked together in the increased presence around the school campuses yesterday. Further investigation into the comments and any possible threat is ongoing. A December 11th sentencing date has been set for 35-year-old Michael Tobin Jr. in Butler County District Court. Tobin was found guilty this week of multiple counts of sexual exploitation of a minor. Tobin was a Clarksville police officer when he was accused of showing sexually explicit images and videos from a pending criminal case to a minor under the age of 18 between September of 2021 and February of 2022. The minor reported the activity in March of last year, and Tobin was fired by the city of Clarksville. He was arrested September 1st of last year. A 59-year-old Swaledale man pled guilty in federal court Wednesday to possession of child pornography. At the plea hearing, Thomas Allen Newman admitted knowingly possessing child pornography, including depictions involving minors who had not attained 12 years of age. In addition, Newman knowingly possessed material concerning the sexual abuse and exploitation of an infant or toddler. He admitted that he used Facebook to trade child porn and shared about 60 videos of such content. Newman was taken into custody by the U.S. Marshal, faces up to 20 years in federal prison. A sentencing date will be set after a pre-sentence report is prepared. Iowa's seasonally, uh, should say, Iowa's seasonally adjusted unemployment rate ticked up to 3% in September, up from 2.9% in August, but down from 3.1% a year ago. Meanwhile, Iowa's labor force participation rate decreased slightly from 68.7% to 68.6% in September as the college students left the workforce to return to school. The number of unemployed Iowans increased to 52,800 in September from 50,200 in August. The total number of working Iowans decreased to 1,688,200 last month. This figure is 4,200 lower than August, but 22,000 higher than one year ago. The Belmont City Council this week received information from the city manager, Cody Nicholas, that a group is going to start fundraising for the swimming pool project. He stated, although the city is not sure how much it will cost to fix the pool, it does not hurt to start fundraising now. He added that the individuals leading the group are go-getters. In other business, the Belmont City Council approved the annual economic development grant to Fairway Stores Incorporated, $22,728. This is part of the development agreement that was done when Fairway built their current location in the city of Belmont. The city of Hampton will be flushing water hydrants throughout the city as part of routine maintenance for water lines beginning weekdays on Monday. The sequence of town quadrants impacted will be southwest, 
southeast, northwest, and ending in northeast Hampton. Customers are warned that this maintenance practice may affect their water pressure temporarily during the hours of 7 a.m. and 4 p.m., as well as possibly increase the amount of rust in their water during this process. Discoloration of clothes may occur if laundry is done during this time. Now, it's recommended that customers check for water discoloration, run cold water until clear if necessary. Also in the news, the new emergency department at Franklin General Hospital opened last week. The new department is part of an ongoing project to make improvements at the Hampton facility. Stephanie Powers, the nursing services manager at FGH, tells Radio On The Go News the new emergency department will help on many fronts. We now have five rooms, very private rooms, in our ER. Two are designated as trauma rooms. One is designated as a behavioral health room. We added a bathroom. Now we have two. And we added ER registration is now located in the ER. So we can do bedside registration. It just adds extra support. Our EMS service is now located in the ER. That's a huge thing that we were trying to connect before. Behavioral health room, I really wanted to kind of point on that. It's now designed to ensure safety of patients when they're going through a mental health emergency, and our whole nurse's station is now a safe area for staff and for patients as well. Brant Shoup is the facilities director at FGH, and he says the other work continues. Right now, we have contractors finishing up our new area for our cardiac rehab and respiratory therapy departments. We're looking at moving into those probably around the first of the year, and then we'll do some renovations as well in our physical therapy department. That is a business that has expanded and grown over time. They were constrained in their current space as well. Lastly, the service that we're going to expand on and grow is our sleep study area. Powers adds they need a couple of more nurses to work in the emergency department. The Cal School Board was informed recently that the district did not receive any snow removal or sanding bids. If the district is not able to find someone, the district may reach out to the city or county for help. In other business, Cal Superintendent Todd Leto received board input on the digital sign and whether to keep it digital or not due to cost and the ability to read it by drivers. Leto will look into different options and bring them back to the board at a later date. The Iowa Utilities Board is reminding Iowa electric and natural gas customers who are struggling to pay utility bills to make payment arrangements with their provider before the annual winter moratorium on service disconnections begins November 1st. Iowa's winter moratorium law prevents utilities from disconnecting customers' electric or natural gas utility service for non-payment between November 1st and April 30th when that service is used for home heating. Limited financial energy assistance in Iowa is available through the Low Income Home Energy Assistance Program, or LIHEAP. During 2022, more than 100,000 Iowa households received LIHEAP funding to assist with a portion of their heating cost with an average statewide heating assistance benefit of about $765. The 19-person all-children cast of the 2023 Franklin County Arts Council's Christmas play has been announced, and today's guest on the Radio On The Go Newsmaker program is Nathan Prowley. We'll be directing the Christmas performance barely in time for Christmas. Rehearsals for the play will begin this weekend. The Radio On The Go Newsmaker program Here's weekdays over the noon hour on KLMJ. 
and is available to listen back to online under the News tab at RadioOnTheGo.com. The high in the past 24 hours here at our studios, 62 and the low of 42. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.